Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Inovals Podcast. I'm Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Uh, coming to you after an eventful weekend. Uh, I think we dubbed it uh, Separation Saturday. Uh, probably should have dubbed it uh, Shit Show Saturday. That's kind of the way it went. Yeah, uh, not, absolutely. Not just for the team that we were rooting for, for but for many teams. Um, uh, I do want to note that America's team, uh, the University of Texas, at San Antonio is 4-0 uh, <laughs> after a thrilling fourth quarter comeback uh, to defeat Memphis. Um, so still riding that train. Super proud of the Roadrunners. But um, Chaparrales. Let's, uh, let's jump into some other games before we get to A&M because that's going to be a, a, long, a long conversation. Also, just a heads up, a uh, quick programming note. Uh, Chase and I are both sick. Uh, both actually We're sick boys like physically ill and not just because of the game, like, like actual sicknesses. So, um, we're going to do the best we can. Uh, this won't be our best episode. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, but, uh, we are men of the people and we had to get something out. So, uh, this, this is the show that we're going to have. So, um, this is also going to be our, our review of last week, our, our look ahead to next week, uh, all going to be in, in this episode. So, um, well, well, some some people are saying that two of us are sick, one of us are thick. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's just what I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, um, we'll let you decide who's who. But yeah, um, <laughs> off the bat, poor. Uh, what we're not doing poorly now. I'm sorry, Will. I, I like to I like to mess with you sometimes. <laughs> just like midway through the podcast, I just throw out something like that. Uh, it's kind of my my thing, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I, I yeah. just love doing it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, your your good buddy and the Marshall Thundering Herd fell to App State last Thursday night. Yeah, uh, RIPM peace, Mac. You, you hate to see that. Um, mm-hmm. We're just going to go chronological here. There's one team I want to shout out, and uh, not just as a bit. I think they're an actually decent team, uh, currently undefeated in, uh, in the top 25 finally, but Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is 4-0. Uh, they defeated Virginia handedly last weekend, last Friday night, uh, 37-17. Um, they crushed Florida State the weekend prior, 35-14, and should be favored – for the next five weeks until they get to North Carolina, who's no longer ranked. We'll get to that shortly. But <laughs> well, um, I, I uh, actually knew that I haven't watched any of the Wake Forest games, but um, uh, for a reason I won't necessarily discuss just yet, but um, I spent like 30 minutes on Saturday trying to figure out how many teams did not have one loss. Um, and and like how many undefeateds were left out there, and came to my surprise that Wake Forest was still was four and zero. The Demon Deacons, yeah. Uh, they do get it's it's got to be the most backloaded schedule I've ever seen. Um, I bet they only play four bowl teams this year, and all four are in the back half, <laughs> and they're all four in a row. Like they go from playing. Uh, like Syracuse and Army and Duke to a stretch run of North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, and Boston College. Uh, so we'll see how they fare in those games. But for the time being, that's great for them. It's great for the Demon Deacons and, and Wake Forest. But um, moving on to Saturday, uh, Georgia was absolutely dominant. Uh, just 
crushed Vanderbilt 62 to zero. Uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame 41, Wisconsin 13. Uh, I feel like we should give Notre Dame some, some, some credit here as, as much as we've kind of, you know, crapped on them and, and not believed. Still don't know if either one of us like believe, believe, but they are better than, than I gave them credit for. They're going to lose to Cincy. That's that. Yeah, that could very well happen. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not like you know disagreeing necessarily, but I, I don't think they're elite. Yeah. I don't think anybody's elite. I don't either. The world is on uh, fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LSU outlast Mississippi State twenty eight twenty five. Just covered that. Three point spread did the Bulldogs. Um, I think it got down to two and a half. So you could have bet that on different days last week and uh, and and won them both. You know, if you'd taken LSU when it was two and a half and taken the dogs when it was three and a half, you would have been would have been sitting pretty. Um, let's see here. TCU loses again to SMU. Uh, loses the battle of the Iron Skillet. Uh, frankly. You know, I, I know I know we talk preseason about the Big Twelve and like it's kind of um, it's kind of crowded in the middle. I think it's separate. It's starting to separate a little bit. To there's probably five teams that are decent and five that are bad. And I think TCU might be bad. Uh, I know Texas Tech is bad <laughs> after giving up seventy <laughs> points to to UT on Saturday. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see. The Big 12 is really good at, you know, chewing themselves up. But um, I I still haven't watched Baylor. I don't watch the Baylor game, so I don't know how well they played. Um, my cousin, of course, is a big Baylor grad. Um, he's He's hopeful. He said that he really wants to wait and see how they do against – Oklahoma State this weekend, mm. but I kind of feel like I I almost feel like um, you know if the if the Bears can get by Oklahoma State, like I kind of feel like that's their biggest hurdle left in on their schedule. So maybe they could be a uh, well, until Oklahoma dark horse candidate. Well, uh, I'm I'm including Oklahoma in that. Um, <laughs> I, I'd be more scared of the Cowboys than I would be the the Sooners, and I'm talking about the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Shots um, fired, pistols firing, as some might say. <laughs> some are saying that. Um, so, so I think Tech is bad, but uh, as hard as we are on Texas, you know, props to them for you know scoring seventy. That's hard to do against anybody. So uh, I think they should feel good about their weekend shouldn't they should feel too good but they should feel good um, well here's, have... here's what here's what i have to say about that okay because <laughs> i'm just in a ranty mood today so i might go on like seven of them but chase is uh, pissed yeah i am texas like you had a good win and i'm i'm very glad that you had a good win good for you guys um we didn't it was a terrible weekend for us it was a wonderful weekend for y'all but why, like, there's, we're back to the trash talk on Twitter from Texas fans. And I'm like, okay, but, <laughs> like, we both lost. Like, why are we arguing about, like, both losing to Arkansas? Like, like I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. If, yeah. if you're a Texas fan, like, you have a lot to be excited about. Um, definitely has that new coach smells to the team still. And, and that's good. Like it's, you're going to have some exciting games. You're going to have some heartbreaking games maybe, but you know, this, that you, this is no reason to be gloating on Twitter and talking about how bad A&M is. Cause I mean, we're equally as bad, I guess maybe. Yeah. Thank, um, thank God the game is coming back between these two teams because oh yeah I I can't handle the Twitter trash talk anymore it's it's so stupid like hey it's, neither it's of us are very from both yeah. sides yeah uh, as of this point neither of us are very good so 
There's um, a dude that follows me on Twitter, and he's a Texas guy. A lot of Texas people follow me on Twitter now for some reason. Um, but this guy in particular, like, he's kind of cool. I don't remember what his at is. Otherwise, I would shout him out. But he's cool. I like him. It, it, we uh, He talks equally as bad about Texas as I talk about A&M and vice versa. And uh, I think we kind of laugh at ourselves with each other. <laughs> like, I don't know the guy personally, but... Like, I just like the things that he says in reply to my tweets and the things that I say in reply to his, like, I think we both are equally like, like laughing at ourselves, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny. But yeah. You don't see a whole lot of that is my point. Um, right. Twitter is just full of nothing. Like everybody trying to argue who's better. Like, okay. You know, it's a moot point at this point. Yeah. The world's burning. Everything's fading into dust. Yeah, there's a couple teams that. Time to be alive. Yeah, there, there's there's a couple teams that that nearly uh, that nearly scraped by that almost lost to uh, much inferior teams. Um, Iowa, not a top five team. I know they're they're ranked number fifth. At least I think they still are. Um, almost lost to Colorado State. Uh, had some late game heroics to pull that out. And Auburn, uh, Auburn was down to Georgia State for almost all of that game. And then uh, they ended up winning by 10, but uh, I think they had like a, a kick return touchdown. And uh, I think Auburn Jesus was on full display on Saturday. They are the, they're somehow simultaneously the luckiest and unluckiest team like in the, in the country year in and year out. Like they'll have luck to beat teams. They shouldn't, or that, that they should beat. And then they get unlucky and uh, mess up against teams that, you know, it, that, that they should, they shouldn't beat. But um, I guess maybe the biggest news of the weekend, uh, Clemson had its second loss. Uh, I watched this game after our game ended. Um, this brought a smile to my face uh, in my darkest hour. Uh, it was good to see. It was good to see Clemson lose. Like mm-hmm. they they play the weakest schedule of any Power Five team year in year out. Get in the playoff, and, and and they've been a good program. I, you can't take that away from them, but uh, it feels good to see them. You know, it, it feels good to see them like this. <laughs> maybe right. that, that may be a bad person, but I don't really care. Um, it, you know, it feels I mean, good people to, are saying that about A and M this week. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, they're they're hanging on to their top twenty five ranking by a thread. They're they're twenty fifth, and hey, they may not lose the rest of the, the rest of the year. They may lose two games the rest of the year. I don't know, but. Uh, what I do know is that their offense is bad. We said that last week. It was bad again this week. Uh, it's probably not getting fixed anytime soon. Um, maybe next year, but uh, not this year. Like that's a bad offense, and kind of, kind of like A and M, defense is going to have to carry them for a while. Mm-hmm. Except that you know they have their starting quarterback and uh, better receivers and that sort of thing. But um, anyways, I, I digress. Um, already covered UTSA and Memphis. That was great. Yeah, this was really a jam-packed after, like afternoon. Like, like the two thirty slot was full of good games, and the evening out so much. Yeah, uh, AM was full of good games too. Yeah, no, I mean we already covered, but um, yeah. You talked about the Cowboys, uh, Oklahoma State uh, thirty-one, Kansas State twenty. Um, Kansas State, like, I feel bad for them because this is the second year in a row they've lost their starting quarterback, uh, Skylar Thompson, to what seems like a season-ending injury. And without him, like, they're just not going to be a competitor in in that league, unfortunately. So, um, but it was a good it was a good win for the Pokes. Um, I'm still iffy on Spencer Sanders. I guess we'll see how he fares against that Baylor defense this weekend, but. Um, there's still moves to be made in the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, uh, Texas even, like they still kind of, you know, have, have a shot at, at that thing. But um, West Virginia played Oklahoma close. I don't know if I said that already, but it was 16-13. Um, Oklahoma's going to drop one at some point this season. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be to, but kind of it's kind of the same thing as Clemson. And it's weird because they have a quarterback that, that returns in Spencer Rattler, but 
the offense just isn't very good. Um, it's not it's not what it has been under Lincoln Riley. Uh, you know, when, when they when they had Baker, when they had Kyler, even when they had Jalen Hurts, it's not that same level of offense. And their their defense is actually decent, but not good enough for them to lean on it throughout the year. Like like if they want to be a playoff team and and win the Big Twelve going away, uh, they should. You know, like they're going to need their offense to to take another step up. Yeah, um, I told my buddy Riley, um, friend of the pod, long-term listener. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Riley's a big Sooner Sooners guy. Um, he, uh, it's like his second team; it always has been. So he he uh, probably follows them maybe more than A and M even, but. Um, he, I, I told him today that if if they end up winning the Big Twelve, that we'll have him on so that he can uh, give us his two cents about Oklahoma. <laughs> well, like, that's, that's probably a pretty good bet. <laughs> yeah, well, because he was like, he was like, well, um, since y'all y'all talk down on Oklahoma all the time, whenever we win the Big Twelve, I'm coming on the pod, and I was like, all right, deal. And I was like, but y'all are trash. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, so, I look forward to having Riley on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> because, <laughs> um, but yeah, like we'll get to this in our in our review or in our in our preview, uh, rather that there are some some big games in the Big Twelve still. Um, North Carolina, what the hell happened? Uh, they they go down to to Georgia Tech and, and lose forty five to twenty two. And when I saw that, I was like, man, did, did Sam Howell get hurt? Like, did, did they just have, like, a rash of turnovers or something like that? And no, that wasn't the case. They just they just got their ass whooped by Georgia Tech. <laughs> like, it just, it just wasn't what it was. So, um, I think uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kid at Georgia Tech that, that you and me are a big, big fan of, uh, and that's Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he, he played very well against Clemson, too. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a superstar. Uh, had uh, ten carries for 128 yards in this game and three touchdowns. So uh, he's he's a hell of a player, and uh, you know that's. I think Georgia Tech's one of those teams that can you know cause some cause some damage as they've already shown you know in the ACC. <laughs> but that's that's about what we have for uh, our our. A review of last week outside of the AM stuff, which we're going to say for you know here in a minute. But uh, Chase, have you got anything else on on last week or anything else that stood out to you? No, I mean I only really can commentate on the morning games because um, I promptly turned my TV off and well, I switched I switched it over to HBO Max very quickly. I think we watched yeah. what did we watch? Inception. We watched Inception Saturday night about seven o'clock. So I didn't, I didn't, I haven't paid attention to college football in a couple of days. I've been sulking. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I think the biggest thing that it, it's been, it's been how I've felt all season long. The only two teams I've really seen that are like, holy cow, they are good is Georgia and Alabama. And I would even yeah. put Georgia at number one. I mean, Georgia looks, I, so I, I good. would too. Yeah. Um and and I I think they're gonna Yeah, I, I look for the the one game that I can say I I'm really looking forward to this year is Georgia Alabama. Like that will be a, a good combo. Um do they play in the regular season? I think they do. They they don't. Um Okay, they don't. But, uh, but they're but, gonna but meet, they, they're gonna meet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there there's no way that those two aren't aren't you know, in the SEC championship, in my opinion. Right. Maybe well, Arkansas could do it, but Arkansas is a really good team. You know, I've been high on them for however long. I was worried about losing to Arkansas when the very first podcast that we recorded, you know what I mean? Like, this is something that I've seen coming for a while, but um, I I wouldn't put them at that level of good. You know, yeah. Florida, I would. Florida is, is still up there, but, um, man, Georgia, I mean, not Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, 
obviously Clemson, Notre Dame, even Cincy, Iowa. I mean, I haven't seen any of them. I'm like, ooh, that's a good team. Now, yeah. one that has impressed me, though, was Georgia Tech. I know you just yeah. mentioned them just a minute ago, but they, they really impressed me when I was watching that Clemson game. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about Oregon. Uh, if they can if they can get healthy and get right, and yeah. they, they should be able to kind of steamroll their way for a bit. Uh, they should have a challenging game against UCLA, uh, I think, later in the year. But um, if they if they run the table, they're in. I mean, th- there's no doubt about it. Um, and they they were definitely impressive in the win over Ohio State. But um, it, it's just it's still early. I mean, there's only four weeks in, so we'll see, have to see how they do. But we'll see. Um, also, uh, Georgia plays Florida at the end of October. So uh, we'll definitely be talking about that. I one. thought that but game was earlier than that, but I, I thought it was too. I had to pull it up just now to 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 find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the subject of Georgia and Arkansas, uh, let's talk week five. Um, this Saturday at 11 a.m. on ESPN, Arkansas travels to Georgia to take on the Bulldogs. Uh, this is a top 10 matchup. Uh, who, who no one saw coming. <laughs> um, uh, I saw, um, uh, I didn't see it being the top 10 matchup. <laughs> a top 25, yes, but man. Uh, I, I will, I will, um, I need something to cling to for this season. And uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to cling to the fact that I was, I was right about Arkansas. Yeah. Um, because I've been wrong about like 17 teams. So I'm just going to stick with the one that I was right. And we're just going to ignore all those others, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, see, I told you. Told you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the uh, spread on this game is huge, by the way. Uh, Georgia's favored by 18 and a half, which seems super high. Like I would definitely, I would definitely bet Arkansas, but... If I'm being completely honest, as highly as I think of Arkansas, especially after this past weekend, I don't see a win in this game. I think no. I think Georgia is too is too good on defense, and they will eventually wear Arkansas down uh, with their offense. And it's, I mean, I, I would take the under. I don't know what the over under is, but uh, I don't see Arkansas being able to score. I really don't see anybody being able to score very much on this Georgia defense. So Georgia, um, Georgia's got a world-beating team. I, I think they're going to be the – they might finally do it this year. If they don't do it this year, I don't know when they are because it's, it's, it's almost getting handed to them on a platter this year. Yeah, and not to take anything away from Everybody and, and yeah. they, look, they look fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that game. That'll, that'll be a good game. Yeah. Uh, also at 11, uh, Michigan goes to Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin favored. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not down on that, but uh, second week in a row that Wisconsin is favored over a team ranked higher than them. Um, oh, really? It was obviously, you know, a rough, a rough go last week. Uh, it wasn't as bad as the score indicated. I think they, they had two pick sixes, you know, in the, in the final quarter uh, that made it look like a, much worse game, but um, oh, Michigan struggled. Game throughout, it was it was a good game. Yeah, well, Michigan kind of struggled with Rutgers last week and only beat them by a score. So, um, Wisconsin favored by two. Uh, it's in it's in Madison. Uh, could see some chaos here. Uh, I know Michigan has hopes that hey, like uh, we've got this thing right finally. You know, Harbaugh is you know is having a resurgence. You know, at Michigan, but uh, I'm sure they're they're thinking you know maybe this is the year we can finally beat Ohio State, but yeah. uh, I think they're they're going to have a, a a really good test against Wisconsin this week. Also at eleven, man, this is it's just playing the hits this morning or this Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> t- Texas travels to TCU. Uh, in case you aren't on the internet, uh, Texas is two and seven against TCU. Since joining the Big 12, uh, Gary Patterson has had their number. Um, TCU hasn't been great so far this year. <laughs> just lost by 
double digits to, to, to SMU last week. And um, it's kind of, you know, messed around with some other teams like Cal and, and teams like that. And, you know, not, not been super dominant. So um, this is big for Texas. Uh, they, you know, have some momentum going into this game. They, you know, the quarterback's playing really well, Casey Thompson. Um, but, you know, he's playing well for TCU, Zach Evans. Yeah. Is he still there? He's there. Yeah, he's playing well. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where in the world is, is Zach Evans? Before you ask ourselves. Cell phone with him. <laughs> um. Um, but I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me to see Texas lose. It wouldn't shock me to see them, you know, win by two scores. You know, you, you don't know. You don't know what you're going to get with the with the with a, a new coach and 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 playing a team that's yeah that's kind of you know. I had your number. It's been your kryptonite for for so long, mm. which feels weird to say, but it's true. So <laughs> we got to tell it like it is. That's okay because we're playing Mississippi State, is also our kryptonite. That's true. At least we're at home. That's that's yeah. good. That's a positive. Um, Maybe. One thirty on NBC. Cincinnati at Notre Dame, another top 10 matchup. Uh, we talked about it preseason. Cincinnati's getting two shots at Power 5 schools this year. They, they were able to win uh, against Indiana. If they win this week and win convincingly, I don't know. I feel like with as much chaos as there is you know, elsewhere, they, they could somehow sneak their way into the 14 playoff. What do you think? Cincinnati. If Cincy beats Notre Dame, I think, I think absolutely. You think so? Um, mm -hmm. But, um, but that's because, uh, well, when I did, or whenever I was um, sulking, I, I, I put together a list of all the teams, like, like I was just kind of writing out the conferences and and who I thought would win what. I I wouldn't be surprised if you see. Really, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the conference champs of the ACC, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, and the Big Ten. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the conference champs as a two loss team. Oh, for of sure. All, of all four of those. So, I mean. But which ones get left out, you know, when you're trying to pick four teams for the playoff? If, I, if I, would leave, I would leave all four of them out for a Cincy <laughs> team that's undefeated. Again, if, and they won against Notre Dame. You know, well, there's a lot if, to win against Notre Dame. Even if, they, if they're terrible, they still, they still get lucky. So, yeah. yeah. Well, then, like, if, if Bama and Georgia are both 12-0, and 0, which is – I don't. I don't think it's happened before, but it's 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 something that we've kind of expected to happen sooner rather than later. That they both go undefeated, um, and then whoever wins the SEC will make it, and the loser probably makes it. I mean, a twelve and one, a twelve and one Bama that loses to Georgia by a field goal in the conference championship game, they're probably getting in when everyone else is ten and two or or whatever else, you know. So yeah, either that or or you might have like a. You know, maybe Florida beats Georgia. Right. Then you got Florida, Alabama, and the SEC championship. Alabama beats Florida and Georgia gets in. Yeah. Um, I would I wouldn't be surprised if you saw two SEC teams in this year. Man, it'd be a good year for a twelve team playoff, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well <laughs> that's it'd, true. It'd be a good year for no playoff, just a BCS Champion, we we could just say you know, or just just stop, play it in Atlanta. Stop the okay. count, stop the count right now, and give it to Alabama and Georgia, and let's try again next year because everybody's yeah. terrible. Whoever wins the SEC, you're the champ. Congratulations! Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, speaking of Alabama, uh, in the SEC on CBS this weekend, Alabama will host Ole Miss, uh, who's found their way up to number twelve in the country. Um, Interesting game. I'm just saying. I, I don't think Ole Miss is going to win, but it's definitely going to be interesting. There's no, yeah, there's no fun. doubt. But yeah, with, there's going to be a lot of trick plays coming from Ole Miss. I bet. Um, just kind of just 
funky plays, you know? I don't know. I'm excited. that They're making that game fun for sure. Sorry, I'm trying to find the over-under for this game. It's got to be high. It's 80. <laughs> um, I'd yeah. probably take the over on that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, last year, I think they scored like 100 points combined. It was like 60 to 40, you know, yeah. something like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Alabama's defense, not the best one they've had. Uh, Ole Miss's offense is, is clicking at a – Absurd level. It takes a lot to beat Alabama, and you kind of have to, you know, either be a team like this that's just super elite on offense and can score a bunch of points. That's kind of how AM did it back in 2012. Um, or you're a team like Georgia or Clemson that can kind of match them, you know, toe to toe with talent. But uh, really excited about that game. Um, another trap spot, uh, Oklahoma goes to Kansas State, where they've lost two in a row uh, to the Wildcats. I don't think that they lose this one. Um, not with Kansas State having quarterback issues and uh, things like that. You never say never, because I wouldn't have picked them to lose the past two times they lost to Kansas State, but uh, yeah. I, I definitely don't think so this year. Yeah, I don't see that one happening. I think one of my big... If we ever talked about Baylor and Oklahoma State, I know I mentioned it earlier. No, not yet. That's a I big game that I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's at 6 o'clock. Um, that is a big one. Uh, 21 versus 19 in Stillwater. Uh, Oklahoma State is favored by 3.5. Um, this, is, this, is, this is a big game for both these teams. Uh, they're both undefeated. Uh, both, yeah, I think, 1-0 in the Big 12, um, trying to separate themselves and, you know, uh, put themselves on a spot to uh, play in the Big 12 championship. And um, I, I don't know who I'd pick, uh, to be quite honest. Um, that's that's going to be one to watch. I'm I'm excited to, to see who, who pulls out of that one and uh, and how those teams look. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm – I just there there's a lot of there's a lot of good matchups. Um some might say if last week was separation Saturday, then this week is desperation Saturday. Ooh. That came from Riley, um who yeah. may or may not be on the pod later on, uh, depending <laughs> on how Oklahoma finishes it. But we got no- Notre Dame Cincy, Bama o- Ole Miss, Georgia, Arkansas. Uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa versus Penn State. All yep. uh, undefeated matchups. So get those zeros off of the win column or the loss column for all yeah. those teams. Um, Give us a fighting chance. Yeah. Clemson hosts Boston College, uh, also 4 0. Um, they also lost their starting quarterback, but they're, they're still racking up wins. Uh, Clemson is desperate for a win. Uh, you figure they they probably get it, but man, if they lose this one, things could really start to spiral. Um, this one's interesting to me. Uh, Auburn at LSU. LSU's favored by three and a half. Are there really? these, game, these games are more interesting than, than the national media gives credit for. Auburn LSU is always a good game. And I don't think Auburn has won in Death Valley since like the '90s, and they play every year. So um, that's that's one to watch. Absolutely. I feel like Auburn's going to smoke LSU. I, I tend to agree. I think I'm with you. Um, that's just kind of my my feelings on that game. I did see an interesting storyline uh, late in the game. I think I believe Bo Nix got benched. And they brought in uh, T.J. Finley, who was at LSU oh, really? last season. So um, interesting to see if he starts this week against his former team uh, at at his former team, his former stadium. Um, that's that's going to be a good one for sure. And lastly, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Uh, so I was just going to say I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Oh, and Penn State hosts. Uh, Indiana. Uh, Penn State's number four. I thought that was Holy Iowa. Crap. Holy crap. 
Uh, I think Iowa plays on Friday. They're one of our. Oh, I thought I thought Penn State was playing Iowa this week. That's what I said earlier. But I guess they are playing Indiana, huh? I didn't realize Penn State was fourth. I didn't either. But I guess I mean like someone's got to be fourth. <laughs> it feels like it feels like there shouldn't really be a top twenty-five, just kind of like a top two and yeah, top, every, top every, seven. Yeah, everyone else is just kind of there, but yeah. um, they'll they'll probably win that one. Uh, but if Indiana, like they, they've got an offense, you know, if they can get hot, uh, that can be a an interesting game for for Penn State. And lastly, uh, Fresno State travels to Hawaii. Uh, that is at ten o'clock at night. You can turn that one on and uh, fall asleep before halftime. Um, that's a that's an in-state rivalry, isn't it? <laughs> in Fresno, one of the islands of uh, Florida. I think that's right. That I sounds mean, right. Of to Hawaii, me. <laughs> not Florida, Hawaii. Oh well, that's all I've got on weeks four and five <laughs> as we prepare to talk about uh, what happened for our favorite team last weekend. Woo. Did, did you right, have a sound? Is it sound bite of the uh, ref's whistle? I don't. Uh, that's what we need. Have all, I have is it the, up. all I have is this. How much time do we have? <laughs> do you want to go first? Clemson. <laughs> Oof. Imagine having two losses. Couldn't be me. Could Good not guess. be me. No. No way. Nope. Oh, um, I did have a good poor one out. You got a good one? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't. I like I'm thinking of it. Right oh, now. you are. I'm, try, um, I'm trying to recall it. I know that I had one earlier in the week. Um, uh, pour one out for uh, the ACC's playoff hopes. <laughs> I guess that goes with Clemson. But yeah. uh, when Clemson went down, so did their playoff hopes. Unless, unless Wake Forest can, you know, keep that train rolling. But that remains to be seen. Um, hmm. dang, I'm going to remember this later and, and it's going to be too late. Oh, well. Okay. I can't think of anyone else to pull one out for. Yeah. Well, I bet we have one here in about 10 seconds that we, <laughs> we can pull one out for. Huh? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. It's. It's time to talk about last week's game. I just blew into my microphone. It, it like I did a big sigh and blew into it. I don't know if it picked up the sound or not, but sheesh. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 4 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Do we have anything else to talk about? I mean, um, no. Uh, I think the MLB playoffs are starting soon. Man. I... I 
I always get really bummed whenever we lose. Like that's just that's always gonna be that way. But for whatever reason, like we, like, and maybe it's recency bias. This this loss just felt so just crummy. Like I really like. I wanted to just tweet out like I'm retiring from the Ineligibles podcast because I have nothing left to contribute. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, was, I felt th- I felt that halftime at Colorado. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I mean even at that, like like there was some desperation there in at Colorado, but yeah, but there like you know I mean we were in Colorado after all, so you never know how, what kind of state everybody was in. But um, at the same time, it's like. I don't know, man. We could not go two plays without a penalty, and it was just abysmal, abysmal play. And um, you know, I was really big on. And if you go back and listen to our early episodes, people who may have just found us, you'll hear me say multiple times, "I'm not gonna ever put down any players." I'm not individually, but they all played very, very undisciplined football. Yeah. There was so, so many flags on that field. It was stupid. Part of that might have been that they, they weren't being lenient enough, but other part of that, it's like, I mean, come on, line up the ball. Don't jump you know, jump the snap and get a false start. I mean, there, there was just, that was what made me the most mad. I would, I would say of, of the, of the deal. And, and I was getting really motivated right beforehand. You know, I, I was big on Arkansas for, all the way leading up to it, but the closer it got, the more I was like, man, we're, I think this is the week that we put it together. We come out and it was not, it was, was the opposite of that. I, I couldn't be more wrong. I felt like I felt like I was watching a Sumlin team circa like 2016. Um, it just uh, the game planning I felt like was terrible. Um, you know Spiller, whenever he finally was getting hot, we just didn't give him the ball the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was, I think that that is going to be the most disheartening thing because, like, the, the, there's there's part of the blame on 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 young players, on inexperienced players, and uh, players who just didn't play very well. And there's some like a large portion of it is on coaches who didn't prepare the team very well, didn't have a good plan going in, and exactly. that's what they get paid a lot of money to, to do. That's their job, and. Uh, they did a poor job this past weekend. Yeah. Um, that's what makes this one sting because, like, I mean, two seasons ago we went seven and five, and all five losses were teams that had way more talent than we did. Like, it was three teams that were number one at one point. Um, one that had a, a lineman or a defensive line full of NFL players, and the other one was Georgia, who was really damn good. Um, but this one is a, like like Arkansas. It's good. Their players are good, but they they sh- they shouldn't be at the level that that we're at talent wise. And and th- and we talked about it, you know last week where you know they have like twelve super seniors and twelve normal seniors. Like they have a lot of of experience, and they're, like their team is is grown men. And we're starting you know two eighteen year olds on the offensive line. And you know, quarterback in a second start, and some some young guys at receiver. It was it was just tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's that was. I agree with you that they they shouldn't have played to our level, but they're playing they're playing out of their like skill level, if you will. Like they're they're. They're better. They're better in the game than they are on paper, You're right? Um, and and so, I credit that to their coaching. I think that they have some good coaching. Uh, it's it's like A and M's offensive line was last last year. 
you know, you had a bunch of veteran three-star guys that were one of the best O-line in the nation. And that was, that was coaching, you know, that, that was development. Um, so I, I've said that enough that I don't have to say it again, that, that I think are like hats off to Sam Pittman and his, 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 uh, staff because I think they've done a good job, but, but the, the thing that gets me is they didn't play at our level and we didn't either. Yeah. That's what we, we have not shown the talent that we have on our team. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I mean, uh, and I can make an excuse for every player on this team. Like I, I really can. If you, if you want to pull up the worst plays of Saturday, you could see Miles Jones getting smoked. Well, Miles Jones, that was his first game that he was back, you know? Like, I could make excuses for that. I don't want to make excuses because we shouldn't have to. You know, we, yeah. we've got so much talent on this team that um, we just – we haven't shown it. But that being uh, – I take a little bit of solace in the fact that so does Clemson, so does Oklahoma, so does Notre Dame. So does Ohio State, and so like it's not just us at least, but when you know that, like I, I know how the, all those fan bases have to feel right now. Like they they yeah. have to feel the way that we feel because they're used to being good. You know they're used to being at this high level, and I know that I know that people are looking at A and M and saying, "Ha, huh, overrated." You know, like y'all y'all had one. Cinderella season, and that's the best that you'll ever do is second in the in the West, and maybe it will be. I don't know, but I, I'm just that it, it, we just did not play sound football at all, yeah. and I I just would love to know. You, of course, there's no there's no redos. You know, there's no mulligans in this game, um, but I would love to know what that game would have looked like had we played some sound football, you know, I, I, I think we have the talent that we could have, we could run all over them if we wanted to, but we just didn't. Yeah. We beat ourselves in a lot of ways, but that's not to take credit from them. That's just to show that we played a poor, poor game and they played a good game. You know, they, they, they played above their, their talent level on paper. Like I said, and we play well below ours. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a few points I, I do want to make before I lose my train of thought. Um, one is, this is going to sound like sour grapes, but it's the truth. Um, after this season, I will sell all of my Arkansas stock. Um, they are, they're going to have a good season. They're having a good season. They're a very good football team this year. They are not going to be that good next year. <laughs> this is yeah. like, like the season we had last year was like with the, the level of, of, of veterans and experience. It's kind of what they're having this year. And, and we have that on one side of the ball in defense and we have the opposite on offense. And yeah. th- like they are going to lose so much off of what makes them a good team this year. But, but that's, that's, that's beside the point. I'd agree like with that, that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. But, that, but but that's not about what happened or why it happened on Saturday. Um, I think it's it's fair for us to say that that Zach played poorly. Um, he he did not play up to the level of a you know SEC quarterback. Yeah, of a quarterback at Texas A and M, how a A and M quarterback should perform. Um, offensive offensive line didn't do that, and uh, frankly. Anyone on offense not named Isaiah Spiller did not play that way mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, what what bothers me is of the of the guys who are supposed to be big time draft prospects, um, at least on offense, uh, like Jalen Weidermeyer, like Kenyon Green, um, Anaya Smith to some extent. They're they're not playing up to what we know they can. Um, and I don't think I, it's all their fault either. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, I mean, how many targets has Jalen Watermeyer got? Now, granted, some of that might be that he's not 
creating enough separation, but some of it might be that the quarterback's overthinking it, not throwing the ball. Yeah. And I'm not even just talking about Calzada. I'm talking about King too. That first game, he didn't get hardly any targets. You could see his frustration on the sideline. And, and I, here's, I'm going to say this about Calzada because um, when you are the quarterback, you do take the heat. I mean, you do get singled out um, because you're, you're the man, you know, and you touch the ball on every offensive play. Jimbo, if if you if you can think back to fall camp whenever they were in the quarterback battle, Jimbo's big thing about Calzada was he gets too much in his head and he can't make quick decisions. We saw that on display on Saturday. There were so many times that just run the ball. Just you know, just just run it, get three yards and and go down. Don't try to get seven yards, you know, and there were times where he could have could have gotten a first down, but he he decided to try to make a cut instead of just, you know, run through a guy. And I don't know. There was just so many individual plays that I'm like, golly, come on, man. You know, make make the decision. If you're going to run, run. If you're going to throw, throw. You know, yeah. I mean, it, and, and it was just – it was a lot of indecision um, that – but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not faulting him as if that's something that is, you know, like, is unique to him. Like I'm sure if I was a quarterback, I would have a lot of indecision too. I get too much in my head on a lot of things that I do, you know, where, where I can't make a quick decision and, and, you know, overthink things and stuff. We all do that. So, you know, on the, on the human side of it, like I'm not going to fault the kid too much because he did get thrown into the fire and Oh and, and have millions watching you? Like it's right. Like it's like, a crazy I, amount of pressure. I'm not I'm not putting the kid down. That's what I want to make it very, very clear. But he's got tools around him that he can use and I, I just think his indecision prevented him from using a lot of those tools. And yeah. and it just throws off the rhythm, you know. There was so many double clutches that he had that if he would have just let the ball go at, at the break, they'd have been there. And and that shows almost like he doesn't trust his receivers, which is understandable in some regards. Um, but I don't know. I just, I won't feel good about this team until we have our team back. I don't feel like we have our team back. We have so many injuries. Yeah. We King out. We have, you know, Chapman in and out. Chase Lane was out, you know, we well, just got Cal- so much of that, you know. Yeah. And for Calzada, like, uh, the good news is, is as bad as that was on Saturday, you got three more chances to, yeah. like, that you are definitely going to be the starter because uh, King because King ain't coming back in that, ti- in that time frame, probably not until, uh, until the bye week on Halloween weekend. But so you have three chances, and one of those teams is really good, Alabama. But the other two, uh, Mississippi State at home this Saturday, uh, that's a an opportunity to get right and to, you know, build some confidence and things like that. And then I I, I believe, I guess it's at Mizzou, and then, well, I guess he could have four chances. I'm sorry. Um, we have Mississippi State this weekend, then Alabama, then we're at Mizzou, and then hosting South Carolina. So, as good as Bama is, those other three, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not confident saying that we're definitely winning all three, but it's a, it's a chance for you know him to, for, for really for the whole team to improve and get back on the same track or on the on the right track, uh, and and things like that. But I, um, I'm worried about this weekend, and I, I'm worried about, you know. How how poor Mississippi State has looked since Leach got there, and we might make them look good this weekend. 
Yeah. And if they, if they, uh, you know, there, there are Achilles heel and for whatever reason, I don't know why. If they, if they beat us this weekend, I could see us going eight and four, seven and five, you know, and, and that's like, that just makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it. How, how excited I was coming into this season. Yeah. Um, if this game was in Star- in Starkville at 11 a.m., I would mark it down as a loss. Because oh, we sure. even, even even when we're good, we cannot win over there at 11 a.m. It just doesn't happen. So, thank thankfully it's at home. It's a night uh, should be a more comfortable environment for our team. So uh, hopefully they can go out and and get right. But, well, let's uh, let's say some good. I, I'll say some good. Um, well. I want to say one last thing that's bad. I've got another bad uh, one too. Okay. <laughs> so let me say my, my bad one. You say your bad one. Then let's, let's end it on a good note um, because there's a lot of bad things to say, but you know, I think my thing is kind of, kind of small, but when we moved uh, Eli Stowers over to tight end, that gave me a lot of confidence in Calzada because I'm like, man, they believe so much in Calzada that they're not even going to, run him at this position, they're going to try to get him on the field at a position that we're already really deep at, you know. So now that I see how he performed, I'm like, what's the QB whisperer doing? You know, why why don't we have another another quarterback that's ready to go in the wings? And um, I just – I'm not putting them – I'm being pretty derogatory towards Calzada. I don't really mean to be, but – um. Really, I, in my opinion, he needed to get off the field on Saturday. We needed to put somebody in there, some fresh blood, and we didn't do that. And I think that could be one of Jimbo's crutches too. Yeah, it, he sticks to his quarterback no matter what. We've seen that, and um, you know, I do like that Jimbo still does the timeout thing. You know, to keep the game going because it just really. It lets the players just like dwell and look what happened, you know, look what you did. And, and I, I think it's a good learning, learning, um, moment, but yeah, what's your, what's your other bad? So I had this thought watching the game, uh, on Saturday and what was apparent to me was the, the failures and the bad luck of the, uh, 2018 and 2019 recruiting classes along the offensive line. Um, a, a Division One team that wants to win at the highest level should never take less than four offensive linemen in a single class. They are highly susceptible to injury. When they get injured, they're pretty much done. Like it's they, those turn into chronic things, and they never get right, and they never play. See our, our who was supposed to be our starting center this this year who hasn't played football in almost two years now because of injury. Um, every member of the 2018 class, uh, well, of the offensive line and almost the entire class, there, there may be like three total contributors from that entire group. Um, Bobby Brown, Jalen Preston, and Leon O'Neill. And I guess I guess uh, Seth Small in that class too. But aside from those guys, no one else has been a contributor. And every single one of the offensive linemen has either uh, retired due to injury uh, or transferred. Uh, the only one left is Luke Matthews, who has not been able to play because he's been hurt. Um, so you get one guy out of that class. The next one you have Kenyon Green, Lane Robinson. Okay, they're good. And you have Blake Trainer at tackle, who they they put him at they they put him at guard on on Saturday. He, he did okay. He did okay there. Uh, but they tried him at tackle and, and it hasn't gone super well. So. Um, you really needed someone else in that class. It was the same class where we were after Javon Shepard, um, heavily pursued him, and you know things haven't worked out for him uh, yet in his career. But had he come here, things may have been different. But you can't have back-to-back O-line classes like that. Like, like we got bailed out, you know, I guess last year with all those guys being seniors, and you know they they played a ton. Uh, none of them were super high, you know, projected picks. So they all, you know, stayed as seniors 
um, all healthy and they work great offensive line. And now you have a bunch of young guys, a bunch of hurt guys, and um, it's just, it's not good. Like uh, it may, it may be good, you know, by game 12 instead of game four, but um, right now they're, they're moving around a lot. I think we saw, you know, three different looks due to injuries uh, on Saturday. And um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's not a good situation. So um, hopefully uh, we can, you know, get Layden back this weekend. I think we, we really missed him on Saturday um, and, and kind of get things fixed up front. But I thought it was very apparent the, the recruiting misses and uh, it's, I mean, when, when it's injuries, it's really just bad luck. Like you can't, you know, like, like, like three-year-old lineman had injuries and retired in one class. Like that's, that's not typical, but you know, it's, you do have to, you know, plan for, for some of that stuff, but that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah. Well, I said that we should say something good. Um, I'll say that I, I think the defense is still very solid in a lot of ways. They didn't play a good game on Saturday. Um, maybe they played a, a better game towards the end of the game. Um, but I, I guess rather than saying like what went good, because there really wasn't much to point to, I'll, uh, I'll instead say what do I want to see come from this loss. I want to see the defense band together like with the team to say, you know, we've proven almost every single game that the defense is going to have to bail us out. And we wait till the end for the defense to do their, you know, halftime adjustments and come out and, and play well. I'd like to see the defense, you know, really hammer like we're going to have to run the game from start to finish. You know, we're, we're going to have to carry this team. And um, I think if they can do that, we, we have a better chance, you know, of, of really – like if we can stop Mississippi State, I mean, with that offense, we, we very well could come out and they could have so many three and outs that, that we give our offense a ton of opportunities. And even if they hit on half of them, maybe we're, we're in good shape, you know, cause, yeah. um, but if we come out and we're, we're down at halftime and we're not playing well in the first half and we got to do our halftime adjustments, it's just going to be the same old thing. Yeah. And I, I'd like to see them take this entire week and say, we've got to go from start to finish playing the best that we can absolutely play, you know? Yeah. And, um, Maybe we see a bit of a different team where we're just a a brick wall that we that people have to get through. I've I've wanted us to be like that all year, and I just feel like we haven't until yeah. the second half. Second half of every game we have been. I want to do. I want to see that in the first half too. You know? Yeah. Well, and for my positive, kind of on the same note, but on on that side of the ball on defense, the guys that came back, Michael Clemens, Jaden PV. Uh, Aaron Hansford, those guys are playing outstanding football right now. Uh, yeah. I think they, I think they all three benefited from coming back. Um, they all three look like uh, locks to be drafted. I don't know how high, but I, I, w- I would bet all three get drafted. And I don't know if that would have been the case a year ago, but uh, they're playing outstanding. Uh, Demarvin is playing outstanding. Um, it it does make me, you know, it's it's kind of bittersweet that that they're performing so well and like that's a you know a championship caliber defense and we just you know couldn't get things right on the offense side of the ball so um but hats off to them i, I know i know hansford kind of had the gaff where he pushed the guy and he scored but as, aside from that uh, he's playing good football right now um yeah and, and and pv's at a level i've never seen him play and, and clemens is playing like a man possessed so um all three of them and, and really the defense, you know, by and large is, is, is really keeping this team in it. And um, that's the bright spot that we have right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, how about we, uh, we end this thing with a quote of the week to get us inspired. Okay. I'm here for that's it. Sound good. This quote of the week um, from the late and great Nick Saban. Um <laughs> 
He's he, who, uh, who, who is still alive? He, oh, uh, uh, does that mean dead? My bad. Uh, <laughs> false alarm, people. He's still alive. Um, Nick Saban, very, very inspirational. He's going to inspire me this week, and and it's very just. It's a quick line, but man, inspiration is inspirational as all get out. Um. In his press conference this week, Nick Saban said, and I quote, Have any of you ever played sports? And I mean, it's just riveting. It's just riveting. I love it. I love every minute of it. So thank you, Nick Saban, for getting me through this week. Um, Really appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you. Okay. Well, this went better than I expected. Uh, as, as down as we are, you know, due to our uh, illnesses and the results from this past weekend, uh, all is not lost. We still have eight games left. Uh, hopefully nine. We make a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know why that was so funny to me just now. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty down yeah. right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of football uh, left to be played. And hey, uh, if you if you need a, a second team to root for, just look no further than San Antonio. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm delirious. I can't do this anymore. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to y'all next week. Enjoy your weekend. That's all, Bye. folks.